0: Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. You know, we're fully listener supported, which means that we can't do the work that we're doing unless we have your support. Please pray about becoming a monthly partner to this ministry. We are affecting the lives of many people by the grace of God. And in order for us to expand or even to stay doing what we're doing, we need your help. Thank you so much for prayerfully considering to become a partner. We truly appreciate you and bless you in Jesus' name. You're tuned in to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconato.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, everybody, welcome to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. Today, we got an important topic because I know many of you are going through a challenge and a test. How do I know this? Well, the, the phone is ringing off the hook. The emails are full. And just everybody I talk to seems to be going through a trial, especially strong believers. And so God really put this on my heart. It's it's entitled Passing Under the Rod. And it comes from the book of Ezekiel uh, 2037. It's Ezekiel twenty. Verse 37, I'm reading from the New King James. I will make you pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. And so, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this today because I think it's gonna help you. You're gonna understand why in, in, in some of the things that you're going through, it's actually a trial, it's refining, but you're you're not only gonna survive it, you're gonna come out on the other end better, stronger. And more equipped, just like David when he fought the lion and the bear. And so what I need you to do right now is hold on. Hold on. uh, Brush your shoulders off. Get up. Stand up and say, I'm here. I'm going to make it. Even though I'm in the trial right now, I'm going to make it. This is not going to be my downfall. This is not going to take me out. This too shall pass. Joy comes in the morning." If you're not going through a trial, this will still help you because I guarantee you at some point you will. But the deal is, I know many of you are right now currently in a battle. And if you're in a battle, this is for you. You are passing under the rod. And it's you got to take a stand for righteousness in this time. So this phrase, it symbolizes a time of testing and judgment where the true followers of Jesus Christ are distinguished from those who merely profess faith without substance. See, we're journeying through the end times, and it's crucial for us as believers to cling to righteousness and be unwavering in our faith and fearless. We've got to fearlessly be committed to the truth of the scripture, no matter what outside force, no matter what outside pressure, no matter matter what anybody is trying to make us do they they're going to try to be more violent about it we already see the cancel culture we already see the pressure from work environments and schools curriculum just the whole the whole pressure from the from the world and so we're going to talk about this concept number 1 is passing under the rod so the image of passing under the rod what does this mean it comes from Ezekiel 20:30 like i wrote i will i will Uh, Make you pass under the rod and I will bring you into the bond of a covenant. And why is this important? Well, in ancient times, shepherds used a rod to count and inspect their sheep, ensuring that each one passed under their their watch, their careful watch. And this symbolizes how God examines his people. He's discerning the true believers from the rest, the wheat from the tares, who's going to sustain no matter what, who's going to endure until the end, who's going to finish well. Number two, there's a call for righteousness and holiness. As a believer, there's a call for righteousness and holiness. We can't just be lukewarm. We can't just be sitting on the fence. God requires us to be all in and to have the tenacity and the stick to to endure. And that's why he talks about, though. that's why I don't believe in once saved, always saved. Because if that were the case, he wouldn't constantly in Scripture several different times so you got to endure until the end. Those that finish well, a lot of people start the race, but a lot of people don't finish the race. I've literally seen pastors, people that are pastors that bailed out. One of them, I can think of in particular, there's a pastor I know, he's not a pastor anymore. He's now living in the gay lifestyle. So he, he made the decision to walk away, not only from the ministry, but from his walk and I believe there's conviction on him, and we're praying that he returns to the Lord and repents. But right now, he's on his way to hell. Our calls to be distinct in righteousness and holiness. First Peter one sixteen, the New King James, it's echoing God's command. It says, "Be holy, for I'm holy." Our righteousness is not our own, but it's imparted through our faith in Jesus Christ. In Philippians three nine, it says, "And be." Found in him not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Jesus Christ. The righteousness which is from God, it's by faith. The righteousness which is from God is by faith. We've got to understand that's why we're talking a lot about faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. With the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain, but God requires us to have faith, it's a requirement. There's a lot of people walking around that are doubting. The enemy's using doubt right now. Fear, anxiety, doubt, depression, oppression, feeling overwhelmed. These are all signs that the enemy is attacking you and trying to get you distracted and to go after your mind and your faith. That's why we've got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's why we've got to die to our flesh daily because the devil is messing with our head. He is messing with our head. He's messing with your head. But in Jesus' name, we rebuke it. No, you're a liar, Satan. Get behind me. I'm going to walk holy. I'm going to walk in a in righteous manner. Be holy for I am holy. Be righteous. Don't, don't live a sinful lifestyle. If you're a believer, you know better. If there's an open door, any open door, pornography, Lust of the flesh, doing something you shouldn't be doing, unscrupulous with your finances, doing something illegal, doing drugs or alcohol, cheating on your spouse, having impure thoughts, being haughty. I mean, I could just keep going. Gluttony, something in your life that you're doing repeatedly and you know it's wrong and you're convicted of it, but yet for some reason you do it. And listen. I'm a human being. You think I haven't dealt with that? Of course I have. Of course I have. I've dealt with the same things that you have. I'm not any better than you just because I'm a pastor. I'm held to a higher standard. I better know that. But the deal is, is that I still, I, I struggle just like you do. But here's the thing. I've got to overcome my flesh because an open door in my life will be the door the devil will use if I don't close that door. And I'm sharing this with you because this is the same with you. So, how have I done it? Well, I, I call on the Lord for strength. I position myself for success. I remove whatever it is that's the temptation in any way possible. I remove myself from that situation. I remove the object. I remove whatever the case may be. You've got to set yourself up for success. If it's alcohol that you have a struggle with, get the alcohol out of the house, have accountability. You know, I was on a panel for Turning Point the other night and we were talking about this and the 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 guy who was the uh, man that was kind of like running the event and, uh, you know, he said, he said there's like 80% of our society that's on porn. He says, but for some reason, people don't want to talk about it. And I said, well, it's because they're shamed. But we were talking about ways that people can stop watching pornography and one of them is there's an app now where you can have accountability and, and there's another person that would have access to what you're searching so they can see what you're searching. Not necessarily like the actual link, but it'll tell uh, the other person if you've been to an adult website. This is the, These are the type of structures that sometimes you got to put in place. Accountability is so important. Because we've lacked discipleship in the church, we've also lacked accountability. And these are two very, very important factors in our faith journey. Accountability is huge. Discipleship is literally the Great Commission. So when the enemy was pretty successful in taking this out of the Western church, this is why we have the problem that we do. You know, you, you got it. That's why men's groups are good. You know, we got to have strong men and women, by the way. But the first thing is, is we got to admit there's a problem. See, a lot of times people go to church and they just act like everything's great. On the way there, the, the, they fight the whole time and then they get there and they put the smile on it, and then people say, how you doing? I'm doing good. No, why don't you be real? But the other problem is, you know why they're not real? Because they're, they're afraid of shame and gossip. We've got to understand the church is supposed to be the safe place, a hospital, not a, not a place where you're gossiped about. It's the culture's become toxic, and we've got to be the change. We've got to turn back. Being holy is something that God desires as a Christian for us to do. It will bring the blessing and the favor on our life. We've got to, we've got to have a desire for holiness, the, the fact that people stop preaching holiness, that's the whole reason why, one of the main reasons we're in the problem we're in. Number, number three, remaining steadfast. In this time, it's essential to stand firm in faith. Ephesians 6.13 urges us, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having, un, having done all to stand, stand. As we face the trials and tribulations, our steadfast faith is our anchor. Jesus is our foundation. We are anchored by our faith. We've got to trust God over man. We've got to trust God over man. Number four, the Bible cautions us not to place our ultimate trust in human leaders or systems. Psalm 118, 8 reminds us it's better to trust in the Lord and to put confidence in man in these times of uncertainty, our trust must be anchored in God alone. He is the firm foundation. He is the solid rock in which we stand on Christ. The solid rock we stand all other ground is sinking sand in your trial right now in your test in your season start speaking words of life over the situation declare and decree life and death are in the power of the tongue. I'm going to say that again. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Watch what you speak out of your mouth. I'm not being hard on you. I'm sharing this because I love you. I'm sharing this because I love you. Watch what you speak out of your mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. It's true. Your, Your daughter's sick. Your son's sick. Lord, in Jesus' name, I declare and decree, according to your scripture, by your stripes, she is healed. You say you no know, weapon formed against us shall prosper. You say the gates of hell will not prevail. We declare that over this situation right now. Devil, you're a liar. You have no, no authority here. And in the name of Jesus, this body is the temple of your Holy Spirit. You start speaking words of life. We know, Lord, you're about to heal this situation. I trust in you. I have faith in you. You are the rock in which I stand. I stand on your word. I stand on what you said. You've said that, she, that her life has hope in the future. You've said her life, her promises are yes and amen. We decree those over her right now. Hallelujah. Over the situation, whatever it is in your life that you're praying for right now. Whatever it is that you're believing for. That God is going to do. Oh no, it looks hard. Of course, David had to face Goliath. No one wanted to face Goliath. No one wanted to face Goliath, but David was ready to face Goliath because he had the trust in God. He knew that his God was with him. He knew that his God was going before him, the God of heaven and earth. And so he was able to stand against the giant. When the rest of the people of Israel, the, the, the army didn't want to, they were afraid they let their flesh get in the way. They, they didn't understand their identity and who they were and that there was favor and blessing on them and that God goes before them. But We have to take our position. We've got to do our part. David had to stand. He had to get up there and he had to, he had to go in faith and he had to face his giant. And he won. We've got to trust God. Number five, we've got to uphold God's truth in an age of deception. Yes, we're in an age of deception. Things aren't what they seem. They call good evil. They call evil good. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I don't know right now. I just feel like somebody's getting a breakthrough. You're getting a breakthrough right now. Something's clicking in you. I don't know who this is that's listening to this, but something's clicking. You've got to understand God is truth. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the only way in a world where truth is often distorted. We are called to uphold the unchanging word of God. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4 It warns. For a time will come when they will not endorse sound doctrine and will turn their ears away from the truth. These are the folks that that have their ears itching. They They want their ears tickled. They will not endure sound doctrine, and the preacher will not preach sound doctrine because he's more worried about popularity, fame, pleasing man, the approval of man, and money. Why would he be worried about that? Because he's got to stand before the God of heaven and earth someday. But see, somewhere along the line, he, he opened a door, he, he became corrupt, he became bought, he's, he's bought with a price. But not the blood of Jesus he's, he's bought with finances of this world He's allowed That to creep in And he's lost sight of the main mission He's lost sight of his first love We can never let that happen friends Truth is distorted We are called to uphold The unchanging word of God We cannot allow Leaven in Compromise Apathy Complacency God is calling his church to be righteous, to be set apart, to stand for righteousness, to be the light in this dark hour. We are meant to be the salt and the light. Is there an area in your life that you're ashamed of? An area that you know you shouldn't be doing? Is there some, why aren't pastors calling out sin anymore? We've got to call out sin. Sin is, is, is something that will stop us from the full blessing. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall famine, shall nakedness, shall peril or sword? No. But you know what does separate us from the ultimate blessing of God is sin. It's sin. We can't allow sin to have its way to eat. It's like a virus. It's like a, it's a cancer. It comes in and it metastasizes in your life, in your walk, in your journey. It can be one thing. Oh, I've seen it so many times in the ministry over the last 25 years, I can't even tell you how many times, where there was a couple, and the husband was at work, and there was a brand new secretary, pretty, pretty girl, and at first it started off as just a little flirting. At first it started off as a little email here and there, but inside his head, he was already committing adultery. Adultery. And it took some time because the devil doesn't just knock on the door with a red suit on. He finds a way in. He finds a little leaven. He finds a little compromise. He, find, he little bit slowly whittles away. till you're willing to do a little bit more. Then you're willing to do a little bit more. And pretty soon you're completely caught up and you don't know how to stop yourself. And then one day he goes in for the kill. He's like a roaring lion who's seeking to devour us. He wants to take us out. He wants to destroy our reputation. He wants to destroy our testimony to those watching our life. He wants to destroy our family. It seems so innocent. Oh, that person, they're better suited for me. Oh, but you don't understand. She makes me feel so good. The way she looks at me. Why? My wife doesn't do that anymore. The next thing you know, you're in a hotel room somewhere and you walk out and you realize you have just sold your soul. Your life will never be the same again. All of a sudden, everything starts to unravel. You're caught. Oh, but I didn't mean to. Oh, but you did. This is how the devil works, friends. It is a world of deception. There are so many little open doors that we don't see just to crack Just a moment. Hey, just stay with us after work for a few minutes. We're going to go out and have a couple of drinks. Just some fun. No big deal. You put your Christian hat on the shelf for a minute. You go out. Next thing you know, you're getting drunk. And the next thing you know, you're doing a line of cocaine. Oh, it happens so fast, friends. I'm telling you. People don't understand. Just a little crack turns into a crevice, turns into a crater, turns into a massive problem in your life. I've seen it so many times in the ministry. We've got to understand people are enduring unsound doctrine, witchcraft, new age. I see some of these prophetic voices online with their little staffs and all their props. And they're literally leading Christians into new age. And people don't even realize it because they don't endorse sound doctrine. I was watching a man yesterday. You would have thought it was, it was a play or a character from a movie. He had his old-fashioned-looking Bible and a little suitcase and, you know, a coat that made him look a certain way and a, and a staff that made him look a certain way. But yet he was leading the saints astray, not sound biblical doctrine. I've seen it far too many times. We've got to endure the sound doctrine. We've got to ask the Holy Spirit, is this you? Is this you, Lord? Are you behind this? What's the spirit behind this, Lord? Because it will look good. There's good counterfeits out there. Please seek God for truth in this age of deception. We've got a commitment. The remnant's commitment to God's word. Yes, there is a remnant. I always say wherever there's a remnant, that means that God is not done moving. As part of the faithful remnant, our commitment to the Bible is non-negotiable. Psalm one hundred nineteen one hundred five. 105 Psalm 119 105 it declares this your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path in every decision in every action the word of God should be our guiding light if it doesn't go along with the word of God throw it out if it goes against the word of God throw it out I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power unto salvation number seven facing persecution with courage, facing persecution with courage. The Bible foretells that believers will face persecution. Yes. Matthew 5, 10 says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We must face opposition with courage, knowing our reward is in heaven. The apostle Paul knew this. He said to live is Christ to die is gain. We are only passing through in this world. In this world, you will have troubles. But behold, I have come to overcome the world. He has overcome the world. Jesus, I have overcome the world. That's what he said. He's the winner. We're the winner. In him, we're the winner. That's why he died on the cross and rose again. We are under the blood, the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, repentance of sin. We've got to talk about these things. We are going to keep the faith. Keeping the faith in trials. Number eight, keeping the faith in trials. Trials and tribulations test and refine our faith. First Peter 1.7 says that the genuineness of our faith, being more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Going to read that again. It says that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We've got to keep our faith in trials. We can't give in. We can't cave, capitulate, back down, grow weary in doing good. We've got to remember That Jesus Christ is the strong tower that the righteous run into. In Jesus Christ, we're safe. We've learned to depend on Jesus. We've learned to trust in him. This world is dying. This world is filled with deception and lies. The only answer to the lies and deception and evil in this world is faith in Jesus Christ. It's hope in Jesus Christ. He is our eternal hope. Number nine, the hope of Christ's return. The hope of Christ's return. Our ultimate hope is in the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Titus 2.13, the new King James encourages us, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the hope that motivates us to remain faithful. It's not about this world. It's, it's understanding our eternity Our eternity is in Jesus Christ. Our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. We will rule and reign for all eternity with Jesus Christ. Do you understand what that means? Sometimes an hour seems like a long time. Sometimes a week seems like a long time. Imagine how long eternity is. This life is really just a test run. What are we going to do? We've been given free will. And the mission in this life is to be saved, to get saved to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to confess him with your mouth, to believe in your heart, and then to get others saved, to pull him out of darkness. That's what this world is for. We're just passing through. Life is but a vapor. Number 10, the assurance of salvation. It's included in this. Finally, we have the assurance of our salvation in Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 1 states this, there is therefore No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. This is the assurance that we have that gives us strength to stand firm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we pass under the rod in these last days, let us be the remnant that clings to righteousness, stands and unwavering in our faith. Just we got to stand firm. Like a tree that's planted by the water, we will not be moved. We will not be shaken. We fear no man. We don't look for the approval of man. We want to pr- stand before God, the audience of one. Let us be beacons of God's truth, the truth, shining brightly in a world of darkness. Remember, we do not stand alone. The Lord is our shepherd, guiding us every step of the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless us And keep us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, God, you're so good. Did you get something from that today? I feel the anointing here. I believe God is restoring, refreshing, rejuvenating, putting a fire in you to stand, to fight the good fight of faith. You are never alone. God is with you, my friend. You are never alone. He is with you until the end of the age. Whatever you're going through today, it's temporal. The light is coming at the end of the tunnel. Do not grow weary in doing good. Stand on God's promise. And remember, you are a child of the Most High God. That's who you are. Receive it now in Jesus' name. We thank you for today's broadcast, Lord. I pray that everyone listening will be strengthened in their faith. recharged in their faith. We give you all the glory for their life, their ministry, and what you're going to do in their life in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for tuning in. PastorTodd.org is the website. hey friends thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast you know we're fully listener supported which means that we can't do the work that we're doing unless we have your support please pray about becoming a monthly partner to this ministry we are affecting the lives of many people by the grace of god and in order for us to expand or even to stay doing what we're doing we need your help thank you so much for prayerfully considering to become a partner we truly appreciate you and bless you in jesus name